Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, beyond our usual ramblings, we were joined in the studio by uh, the author of a new book on uh, club badges. It's uh, lavishly illustrated, very interesting read, and uh, he was on good form, wasn't it? It was a good book. It's a lovely book, and it was a good chat, but we were th- thinking afterwards that uh, over the years we've interviewed people about books on every aspect, possible aspect of football, yeah. but we've come up with one for us. You've got one you're going to publish. Yeah. The History of the Shimpad. Yeah. Called the changing of the guard. Oh, what about that? Come yeah, on, that's Scott a winner. I can see that being a big. I can see you signing copies of that in Waterstones. <laughs> big pile of them there. Still sell more than the Eclipse of the Week book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that and uh, also uh, Andy Smart joined us, the Farnborough fan, ball runner. Um, they had an unfortunate time in the FA Cup, uh, as uh, you will now hear. <laughs> Incident this morning. I was walking through the park on the way to the station. It's always a strange incident well, with you, yeah, really, no. isn't it? It's never straight. I bumped into a bloke who used to be a parent at the school that my kids went to. He's yeah. actually a local counsellor. Mm. And he says to me, Oh, hi, Andy. He said, How's the radio show? Yeah. He said, I meet a lot of people who are big fans of the show. I thought that's nice. He said, yeah. I don't think they realise what generation you're from. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what generation are you from? Uh, uh, older, I suppose. I, yeah. I suppose it was a sort of thing like that. Do, they, uh, do they think you're sort of. <laughs> About 17, then. They think you sound... Have you got got a young voice? Yeah. Is that what they think? (laughs) Probably, yeah. Well, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, And uh, watching Bake Off last night... How long will it be before you talk like that? Well, not long, I don't think. You might come in one day. (laughs) You might not... It might be next Monday. (laughs) Can you imagine? I mean, obviously, with a grandparent... (laughs) It feels like it's a gradual thing, so yeah. you don't really notice it. One day they say, well, hello, how are you? And then yeah. the following day, you say, all right, granddad. They go, yeah, not so bad. <laughs> what happens? I what happens in that I've no idea, hours? but I'll let you know when it happens. I think you'll guess. Oh, no, I'll phone you in the morning one day when I finish. <laughs> I'll say, all right, mate, and you'll go... Yeah, not not bad. <laughs> be, I mean, it would be that would, yeah, no, that, would no, no. Might, that might do for you. I might, another really. couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I didn't hear that. I'm watching the cricket. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you talk like that anyway. Well, like, why not? And, John uh, Barb when he was in EastEnders. <laughs> great John Barb. Anyway, move on. Uh, this is sport. I was watching uh, Bake Off last night. Flaming Eck Dorothy, you'll be saying <laughs> stuff like that, won't you? I will, yeah. Yeah, go on. And uh, the, uh, one of the contestants from Wales, John. He's, uh, John from Wales? Yeah. He, the first challenge was they had to bake Chelsea buns. Oh, okay. So he's a big Cardiff fan. And what he baked was a Chelsea versus Cardiff bun. Okay, who know. won? Uh, who won? He didn't win. I love Raul, buns, me. Raul won. Okay. And uh, what's her name? I can't remember who got What was it, a out. cheese roll or a ham oh, roll? Anthony got the boot. Okay. 
Yes, and I discovered a new word last night. Oh, sorry. So apparently, the producer is shouting spoiler alert. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> oh, sorry. I think we I think we we pander too much to people with this oh, it's spoiler too alert. Oh, bad. Just, you know, if you can't keep up, yeah. watch it on the night or put it, it doesn't. Some, yeah, I, I never watch it on the night, and I always generally know who's won or lost. But how do you do that? You got an in to tell me on the inside? No, because you read it in the paper the next day, and then you then you end start watching it, and you know. But it doesn't make any difference. It's got nothing to do with the praise. It doesn't matter about. It. It's not about. It's not about winning or losing. It's about the taking. It's part. just about the baking. It is. Yeah. And uh, talking of baking, mm. uh, Baker, what's his name? This fellow, he's a hundred years old. Oh yeah, congratulations! I can tell you more about him yeah. as well. I've got news of him. Uh, there he is, retired Baker Leslie Heyman yeah. of Ilminster, Somerset. Mm. Celebrated his hundredth birthday. What did he put it down to? Not porridge, not whiskey. No, uh, he says the secret of long life is never skip dessert. I can't think that's true. Is, is that is that what he says? Never, yeah, never skip never dessert. Skip dessert. Okay, well that's well, it's just one to add to the list because we're, we're <laughs> compiling a list of how to live to a hundred, aren't we? Yeah. Really? That's well, you know, I, I'm, sure, I'm not sure that is one that would be good. Okay, uh, and I found out a new word last night called sedulously. Can you say it this time of day? Sedulously, have you ever heard the word sedulously? Is that d- something done in the style of the former Coventry and Spurs <laughs> midfielder Steve Sedgley. <laughs> yeah, very much so. so. I, I passed yeah. the ball sedulously. <laughs> yeah. It said uh, this was in the documentary about Princess uh, Margaret. Well, I'm guessing said, not then, on no. that basis. Yeah, a sedge turned up in it. <laughs> it. It basically means diligently or dedicatedly so yeah. for example you could say Manchester City have sedulously built their organisation oh you could if you work for the Guardian or <laughs> yeah. some such you could couldn't you yeah, yeah. one did of the broadsheets did you read about they might knock you back in the sun for that one <laughs> they might do yeah. one of the subs going oi Jacobs sedulously and you saying yeah I'm sorry about that I've had a bad weekend my voice has changed completely it has the continued promotion of Lewis Hamilton as a fashion icon hmm. continues to make no sense to me whatsoever today's photo I mean honestly I don't know what people... He's wearing a jacket that basically would make a nice pair of heavy curtains. Yeah. It's in a blue brocade, isn't it? That's, not, that's just not material well, I'm, I'm for a no jacket. I'm no expert, Andy. You're the expert. And then the, the mustard jumper that doesn't go with it whatsoever. I mean, why would you put those two colours together? He's and a style icon, He came Andy. second in the top 50 sporting fashion icons. Because he dares to make those colours clash. He dares to carry... <laughs> yes, he, does, he, does it, he does it with a swagger. <laughs> really? Yeah, apparently so. Not for me, Brian. And uh, actress Tony Collette, who's starring in the new BBC pop boy what's it called it's quite sort of uh, i haven't seen it no i haven't seen it it's quite fruity i think but anyway okay it's by the bar. quite fruity yeah nice phrase well, it is. one for the kids <laughs> yeah, the kids will get no, it's quite fruity they'll start to realize <laughs> you're not quite as young as you sound <laughs> and uh, she was complaining or people mm. have been complaining she sounds like a bigger diva than i am uh, still it is annoying when someone gets you the wrong organic vinegar which is what happened. Is that what happened? So you yes. kicked off. I had the same thing with the producer. I yeah, had to, yeah, to yeah. tear him off a strip. Alan's like that. They get him the wrong organic vinegar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, or wine, still, or wine still, as it's known. He'll, he'll still drink it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a Tempin bowling company said they had the cool. worst July ever. Well, you know what? Yeah, do you know why? Yeah, the World Cup and the weather. Well, goals. You know, the, the old soccer centres, yeah. the five-a-side centres. They've said, well, it's been the double whammy, hasn't it? It's been the beast from the east, mm. plus England uh, doing well in the World Cup. They've admitted that... Uh, I would have thought it had been good for five-a-side. No, I mean, surprisingly. Often, you know, I remember yeah, kind of as a kid, a game, you'd watch Wimbledon. Wimbledon on the telly, yeah, and then you'd, you'd yeah. think, oh, I'll go and have a little hit of tennis, as they say in Australia. Absolutely. You go over there, mm. you couldn't get a court for love nor money. So it was a catalyst, wasn't it, for participating in sport, watching the sport. I, I thought but so. But clearly, well, I, I take it that most of the people that would go along for a, a game at goals for a five-a-side evening 
Uh, they'll watch England. They'll have a few sherbets, and they're in no fit state, of course, <laughs> yeah. to run around the football field or afterwards. go temping bowling. Obviously, yeah, probably. Yeah, that could be dangerous. And ball landing in the other lane. So yeah, look. I mean, I think everybody got uh, caned early on in the year by that, and then the World Cup. But people just didn't participate, which is quite interesting. Isn't it? it kind of proves that point that everybody talked about around uh, the Olympics that so many more people would take up sport because yeah. they would watch and they would be inspired. I, you know, Matthew uh, Paris wrote that yeah, piece in the paper the, saying... Not the case, is it? Uh, you know, they're not mutually exclusive. It doesn't work like that. No. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, time to talk uh, FA Cup football. Uh, last night, Farnborough, a club we keep a close on, Farnborough FC, oh, yeah. were in action. Another one of our pet clubs, really. That's right. Yeah, mm. yeah more on the, our other pet club talk here a little bit uh, later on. Very exciting news. Uh, but anyway... Farnborough last night, uh, it was a cup replay, I believe, and they crashed out uh, of the uh, FA Cup. But there were extenuating circumstances, such as they didn't have a goalkeeper. <laughs> Here to tell us more. Not good. Farnborough fan, ball runner, <laughs> comedy store player, friend of the show, Andy Smart. Good afternoon, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, caller. Yeah, it's look. There is a, a kind of strange. I, I checked out the announcement from uh, the club today. There's a, a very particular set of circumstances as to why you turn up for the Lewis game without uh, without a keeper. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> another glorious uh, <laughs> moment in our club's history, thanks to Mr. Spencer. Mm. Um, it's. It's just so frustrating. We we had we've got two uh, goalkeepers on our books: mm. uh, Lenny Pidgeley and James Stroud. Yeah, Lenny Pidgeley, former Chelsea keeper, we've often said. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, now James Stroud obviously has a day job, <laughs> and his boss didn't let him have the day off, so right he couldn't play, even mm. though he was on the team sheet. Um, <laughs> no then, one thought to check then. <laughs> No, no one. No one's asked him <laughs> yeah. about his midweek availability. Right. <laughs> and poor, poor Lenny, Lenny Pidgeley announced his retirement, didn't he? And as, as uh, four subsequent... o'clock yesterday afternoon. Yeah. And subsequently, he's tweeted that he's been suffering depression for for a long time. And mm. so, you know, you can understand if he suddenly gets a call out of the blue saying, "Can you come and play?" and he's not in the right frame of mind, then he's not going to be able to play. So, no. but we've got we must have <laughs> yeah. a youth team goalkeeper mm. and they've been doing quite well why, why why didn't they just get him to go down there yeah no it makes uh, sense so, yeah we had CJ Fern in goal instead he's a, he's a very good centre half <laughs> he's not really a goalkeeper <laughs> could you have put any of the well, goals made, down to him he made some, no well, apparently he made some brilliant saves um, mm. obviously he wasn't very good in the penalties and nor were our, our strikers um, it went to penalties, though, didn't it? It we... went to penalties, yeah. yeah. We actually conceded less goals last night than we did uh, on Saturday against them. Maybe it's the it's way the forward, game. then. Maybe they're doing well, that, maybe. this kind of keeperless... <laughs> just keeperless. Yeah, sweeper-keeper. Yeah, yeah or rush goalie. Just uh, <laughs> make an agreement with the FA that you can have rush goalie oh, in, the, in the early stage of the FA Cup. It's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I mean, you know, the thing yeah. is, with respect... You were unlikely to win it, Andy. Were you? Yeah. you you're un- I mean, it would have been nice to get the third. Could you? Have got, I mean, no, well, what, since, what were you hoping for? Since has been at the club the last seven seasons, we haven't had a cup run at all. I mean, this mm. is a this is a club that got to the third round twice. Yeah, we West Ham and Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah, you know, in the cup. Mm. So we've had we've got a, we've got a cup history mm. that's just been thrown away. 
And oh yeah, we if we'd got six thousand for a win last night, which is a big lump of money for a, a small club like us. And, and nine thousand if you win the second round. Yeah. But it's just and thrown that away. Are you still boycotting home fixtures? Yeah, so I missed the game last. I missed the game on Saturday because I'm boycotting the home fishers. And then last night I was at the store, so I couldn't go. So I thought, well, we've got Kings Langley in the draw, uh, and it's an away game. I'll be able to go to that. Oh, oh. that's no, upsetting your plans. <laughs> no, you won't. I no. see Cumberbatch took one of your out of one of the pens. Isn't it? it wasn't Benedict, was it? It wasn't like a little showbiz. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Benedict, was it? No, Any relations? You never asked him. Actually. Yeah. No, I don't think he you think they signed actors? Yeah, they just they, they signed all the lovies. Andy brings them all in, press gangs them, for, uh, bangs them over there, puts them in a sack, and takes them down to Farnborough when he's up in the West End. Yeah, we got Michael Gambon turning out <laughs> in goal. Yeah. 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 A man in his seventies. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's it's a great shame, really. But I'm looking at the website. A lot of people. I mean, the retweets from the club, probably all the abuse. They've yeah. obviously not retweeted. <laughs> but the stuff they have retweeted is obviously quite a lot. of oh, proud of the boys. Gave it everything, despite all the, uh, the no, they, barriers. They did. Obviously, they gave it everything, but they're starting off at a disadvantage. Well, yeah, and well, no goalkeeper. No goalkeeper, and the bloke who normally plays centre half. So you, you lose yeah. him from that point of view. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Oh, yeah. Not good. And really. the, the, yeah, and the club statement is a little bit, you know, snide in its comments, where it says uh, about Mr. About Lenny Pidgeley, and it says uh, this is the first time that anyone of the club was aware of the condition, and although the timing is shocking, mm-hmm. we wish Lenny and his family and all the best in his retirement. And then it says it's not appropriate that the club comment further on personal matters that have nothing to do with the club, but they just did enough. it. Yeah. Just they said it's just shocking. Did that. Yeah. I just think it's not appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and forced him to really to come out and say, well, possibly from his point well, yeah. not a bad yeah. thing, but Hang so, on. Do, well, I've just spotted something. Oh, yeah. This, this, Andy, uh, I, I expect you to call the FA this <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. I've got the team sheet in front of me from last night's game. Yeah, and, and it's Stroud, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, this is uh, Lewis versus Farnborough, and yeah, you... wearing number four on the bench last night for Lewis. Number four, Andy. What is that name? Yeah. Well, let me find it again. It's just... <laughs> number four. Number four. What's his name, Andy? The number What's four his name? on Let's the have bench. A look. Have a look. Yeah, DJ Burns. Number four on number the bench. Four, on four the... Lewis. Which one's Lewis? That's this side. side. Uh, oh, his name number four on the bench Ross Barkley Ross Barkley <laughs> oh that's definitely it. now look that's Ross not Barkley on. was on the bench last night for them so you might not have had a keeper but they've got a Chelsea yeah. an England midfielder uh, playing for them as a ringer that can't be allowed can it <laughs> it might not be the same one uh, of course, I'm working on that. Uh, they got right, a bloke. Right I mean, only it was a very lovely game. I mean, Lewis. We used to talk about Lewis because uh, Patrick, Patrick Marble was, was involved yeah. with a club. Oh, Patrick, wasn't yeah, yeah, Patrick, yeah, for, yeah. For a long time, was involved down there on the board and stuff. I think. But yeah. um, I mean, looking at the, the Lewis team, Charlie Coppola. Okay, I mean, any relation? Let's <laughs> go. Did he go in the dressing room and say, "Come on, it's going to be apocalypse now"? He was doing all that. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, quite a lovely uh, setup. What was that? Yeah. And, uh, the boy coming. I'll make you an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh well, Andy, look, we do sympathise. Uh, yeah, we do. Well, go I'm going to go. I'm going to go and see the Lewis versus King's Langley game anyway. Just. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, well, you're now going to follow, we, 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 we gonna follow got, them all the way to the yeah. final. Is that what you're going to yeah, do, one of those things? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we were only just, just, just every year you just think, oh, I'm only 11 games away from Wembley. And then... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh dear. Well, what can you do? Oh well. That's, that's football. It, it is. It's, it's the beauty, the beauty, it is at Farnborough, yeah. The beauty of association football. Uh, okay, good to well, talk to you, Andy. Soon. We will catch up with you soon. Yeah. All the best. Cheers. There we are. Long Thanks, suffering. Dad. You can hear the disappointment in his voice. The oh, long suffering. Gutted. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Now, uh, Victoria telling us there the cheapest and most expensive uh, pints in the world of uh, football. Mm. Um, three twenty, as we said, Burnley and Huddersfield, and uh, a massive four eighty at the Bridge. Not overly surprising, but you no, know, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's. I mean, I think you find out if you went into pubs, one pub yeah. in the Kings Road and one pub in Huddersfield. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no might question. Be slightly about, different. No question. Yeah, I was. You don't have a pre-match pint. Do you? nah. You're not. You're not a. Not do you right. have the pie, Andy? No. Do you have, you have any stadium fare? No. You won't eat or drink any of it? No. Not even a cup of tea? The, the water's bad enough, the water. <laughs> How can they... It's bottled water. They can't get that wrong, can they? Yeah, but the price... It's about, I can't remember the exact price, but it's it's ridiculous. It's like £2.60 or something. You, you've got to be joking for a water. But sometimes you, you know, it's hot and you're thirsty, so you've got no choice. This survey says Arsenal and West Ham's grounds are cheaper than heading to local pubs, saving fans 3p if they drink... In the state, it depends what they're drinking. Oh, yeah. See, I'm quite excited about the new Spurs Stadium because um, the, the Beaver Town, who are a, bit, a local craft mm. brewery, oh, yeah, are going to be supplying uh, oh, really? beers, including yeah, it's going to be very sprawny. Your new stadium, right. so it? you can get. I mean, if you, as long as Daniel's not going to charge us eight quid a pint, we well, will. Oh, I'm thinking, well, I can get a good pint before the game. Why won't I go at the mm. stadium? So, uh, I mean, if I think if they do it well, I like clubs, a nice clear head when I'm watching football. Though. Really? I do, yeah. Well, I mean, I only, I only have one. I don't, I don't have, a, I don't roll in one of those that rolls in as we have a hand over one eye to watch the match. <laughs> yeah, we do get a few. I, of those. I just, oh yeah. I mean, some you see some. You think what? Especially the, evening games, night games, not so much as afternoon games. Cup, uh, cup finals or semi-finals and times like that when you you go and people have clearly it's like a three four o'clock kick up and people have been on it since ten. You think, yeah. well, still, what kind of day out are you effectively having now? You'll have no memory of this. No. If you lose, you'll be all bad tempered and headachey. 
If you win, you probably won't remember it. This is true. I just, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't see the point of getting bluted before a football match. Not, <laughs> not, not really. really. Not no. if you want to enjoy the match. You want to invest in the match. Really, I'm with you on that one. There was a piece in the paper this morning about the idea of. There's a lot of talk at the moment about how much people eat, and we saw yesterday Britain a third in the obesity top ten, top ten or something. Oh yeah. And uh, what a proud honour. Bronze. Great. Bronze. Let's see if we can work our way up to that silver well, medal. Let's see. We can eat ourselves <laughs> up to that silver, possibly gold one day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Moose probably will help. Yeah, uh, but they, they, uh, he could be England captain actually if we come to that. Mm. But they, they did a piece about having smaller portions, which actually makes sense because they showed like, a, like a big plate of baked beans and said, "Well, you could have this amount of baked beans. It's still a reasonable amount. You don't have to have such a big plate of food." But when it came Just to eat less, basically. when it came to a steak, they they put like the acceptable amount of a steak wow. and then the, uh, the the sort of a normal steak. I mean, what would be the point of having like it's like a Basically, it's a thumb full of steak. Yeah, it's uh, there's no point. The desperate Dan's not having that, is he? <laughs> you can not. see that's that's not that's not a great portion, that's Andy. Absolutely. Right. Andrea Perlo, thirty nine. She's a lovely girl. She is. And, uh, Andrea, is that not how you pronounce it? Andrea? No, that's that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm with you. Uh, could come out of retirement to play for Australian semi-professional side Avondale FC. Wow, it's amazing, isn't it? How much these players do love football. Even the, where, where, where do they play Avondale FC? Well, in Australia. I'm no idea. Oh, okay, I didn't sorry, even yeah, know he was living there. But, no, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I sort of admire that in a, in a sense, you know, because he just obviously loves playing. I mean, you, we get that thing with sportsmen. Some people, it's just a job. And other people, they actually do really, really love it. Yeah. Did you see? I know they were talking about this on breakfast because they well, showed. This game was never about pace, was it? So he's not going to be struggling from that point. No, he? he's one of those wonderful players. Yeah. I'm sure he looked brilliant at that mm. level. Um, they mark well, well, well. <laughs> I can't even say it. I'll get there. In You're a right. No, Mark. <laughs> sound like someone, someone trying to start. I couldn't a, say Valberg. I don't know trying why. Valberg. I'm yeah. very ethnic there. Trying for some to start reason. a propeller plane there. <laughs> what? Well, what was going on? Yeah, they, he listed. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it. Was in all, Big all Alan. Big Alan's uh, daily. <laughs> did, yeah, I recommend yeah. that. He did his daily schedule. It's yeah. not quite the same. It's a very strange idea, though, isn't it? They're going to what sort of a life? I know. I mean, look, it works for him. He made forty-two million pound last year, which hmm. is quite a lot of money. I wrote in what about the nurses? But nobody took any notice because he's an actor, yeah. not a footballer. But uh, it's you know to get up at two thirty in the morning. It's, it's mad. He doesn't go to bed seven thirty. It's quite a limited sort of life, really. He says it's great. He can see his kids. He's got more time. Yeah. But I mean, he works out more than a professional athlete. I he's, mean, he's going to bed earlier than the kids, isn't he? At the moment. I mean, it's a very strange way of living. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks good, but you know, saying it's working. You know, Alan for has it. to fit his uh, lifestyle into doing a breakfast show. You <laughs> yeah. Know, a, obviously, Mark Wahlberg doesn't have to worry about. No, that, he doesn't have to do the breakfast show. Well, you never know one day if Ali's not in. <laughs> it's true. It's Alan Brazil and Mark. Max, Mark, I've Max's never seen phones him. engaged. I don't know who you are. I've never seen any of your films, but it's great to see you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, more than half of Brits have never tried sushi, but not a breakfast show producer, Ian Morris, who we introduced to sushi. <laughs> God, in, wow, that's a very, in a very niche conversation well, you're it, having there. That's true. Right. Yeah, yeah. But some of the other stats were quite quite interesting actually really? what people have and haven't tried you listen to talk sport by the way oh that's very harsh yeah no I'm that just, I'm just letting them know very very I'm, harsh I'm just letting them know no it's a big hint because I'm not doing a sports story. no no I'm not no, at all no no, no I, admit I wanna, it I want to know more about <laughs> no, sushi you've had it now I'm not telling you <laughs> <laughs> I want to know well I mean it's important but, uh, what were the other findings go on Andy don't stop he is the producer of the weekend sports breakfast he is that's, that's true yeah yeah I don't know if you ever had it again though 
And we did take him to one of the most expensive places. Even I thought, blimey, this place is a bit pricey. It was, yeah, yeah. It was, in- it was that one that if you don't cut it properly, it kills you, doesn't it? You've got to be so careful. What's that called? <laughs> that thing? Um, blowfish. Uh, no, it's no, not it's blowfish. Not anyway, it doesn't matter. No, let's, I know let's the stop one you mean. about fish. Unless you've got anything interesting <laughs> sporting to say about fish. But this is, the, they, this is what they sort of ask people what they'd never done. So sort of basically... Number one was tried sushi. Number two, broken wind in a meeting. People, have, they'd never done that. I mean, I don't think I've ever done that, to be really honest. It wouldn't be great. I can't look at the producer in a meeting <laughs> earlier on. Could you, any any memory of that? Yeah, it's, it's possible. You, you got away with it. People have never won a I toy. Thought, I thought saying pull my finger was a bit on the nose, Andy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing that. People have never won a toy in a claw machine. You I've never that? done that. No, nobody has. I don't think anyone's oh, ever in the history of the world been able to. You think there's to... never been a winner? Oh, if you've impossible. won, if you've gone on one of these, the, you know, in the fairground <laughs> talk sport listener, and you've got a toy out with the old... I've won the bits of polystyrene. I mean, if you've got... <laughs> it's sitting in. If you operate a digger or something like that, you work oh, yeah, in that line of... You'd be quite good at it, wouldn't you, once you get oh, on yeah. those handles? Maybe so. that, maybe that's the sort of... I imagine they clean up. Like a source of income for you. Apparently Ian Morris has done it, the producer of the weekend sports <laughs> breakfast. He's won on that. What else? Go on then, keep going. We'll see uh, what we have done and what we haven't. Deleted a post because it's had few likes. I have to admit, I have done that. I once put up a post yeah. and it got no likes at all. And I thought, this is a bit embarrassing. I think I'll take it down. Well, so I have actually Shallow done and narcissistic. I, very much, but at least yeah. I've admitted it. Was it a picture of a potato? Some people have said top 10 was pulled. No, it wasn't a picture of a potato. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's <laughs> pulled, next? Pulled a sickie. People have oh, they were asking that. Alan that this morning. Have you seen the clip? Oh yeah, like a scene from Pinocchio. <laughs> I don't, th- I don't think I have, Ali. No, I don't. I don't think I have. I love the one in the World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> it was it the back? The back had gone the back. But then he said, well, you know, "Oh, it was a beautiful day in the garden." Benelin, yeah, <laughs> his back got him out in the garden, all right, didn't yeah, it? Fine. You could lie on a sunbed all day. That's not normally good for your back. No problem. He's at back all. tomorrow, of course. Of course he is. Yeah. Uh, on uh, breakfast here on Talk Sport. <laughs> Who's his special guest tomorrow? I did say earlier on the producer. Oh, Sam Allardyce. Yeah, not Mark fresh Wahlberg. The, Sam, of course, fresh from the sunbed himself uh, over in Spain. <laughs> Having uh, heard that uh, peaches yeah. by the stranglers playing in the distance, when the uh, yeah, it's, it's, when the talkie job came up, that's right. His time's coming soon. Yeah, he's come obviously come back for the talkie <laughs> job, um, or, or having heard that tune, realised the job isn't big enough, and so he's coming on with Alan tomorrow. That's from six, of course. Here and on uh, Ray Burnside, a good football name there, wrote to the Sun this morning. He said <clears throat> England football matches should be free to watch on TV. I, I kind of have a sympathy for him this. Because I do feel that, but, the, you know, what can you do? They Sky bid for the Nations League, and mm. there you go. He says, we pay £150 for a TV licence. It's a disgrace. Wow. Well, you know, it doesn't quite work like that, does it? I mean, just you know, you can't expect the BBC to buy every single England game. No, indeed. Uh, Andy, thank you. Is that sporty enough for me? Oh, look there. Well, Daniel has uh, weighed in. He says, I won three toys on a claw machine in Wales. However, I did spend about 30 quid in the process. <laughs> See, that's the flip side. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Uh, just let you know, Kevin Peterson will join Goffey and Adrian at uh, four o'clock this okay. afternoon. This, uh, I think. Um, Peace was made, wasn't it, uh, via social media between KP yeah, and, very gracious, and Alastair Cook. Gracious tweet he put out. So, I, thought, uh, yeah. I think an olive branch, uh, yeah. So that'd be interesting to see what KP's got to say later on about Paul Collingwood and all the other big cricket stories of the day. But first, uh, a beautiful new book arrived in the office last week. Thought, yeah, we've got to get the author on to talk about this. Nice coffee table book called The Beautiful Badge. 
lavishly illustrated. Uh, the author is uh, Martin Routledge. Hi, Martin. Hi. What, what, I mean, you know, football fans... He hasn't got a badge on his shirt. He hasn't got a badge on Not his shirt. Logo. No, he's got, he's, that's right, nothing. <laughs> he, but um, football fans will put up with a great deal from their football club and they will suck it up but there is something about as we saw with Leeds quite recently mm. something about a club badge that they will not they will not have anybody yeah. messing with yeah yeah, and I think we we do a, a big feature on that. That's a theme throughout the book, really, is um, fans who sometimes actually barely notice it, but some fans will then, if there's a change which, which fans don't like, and that could be the club badge, it might be the motto. Certainly Tottenham, even when they dropped the motto from the badge, mm. there was kind of rumblings there. You look at it now, it's a beautiful, the, the, you know, cockerel is really back to the original of what yeah. it was. Mm. So clubs go through these phases and I think it can be, you know, now with social media, if a fan wants to uh, drive a bit of a campaign and let their feelings be known, then, you know, that can happen. And certainly there's a, there's a number of occasions that we focus on, on throughout the book on that, yeah. Given that fans hate change, did you speak to any of the sort of people responsible for producing badges in clubs and saying... Could they justify why they would change a badge? Yeah, I mean, why, blimey, why a, a club changes a badge can, through all, throughout history, have been a new manager comes in, literally fancies a change, like he's going to buy a new striker, he'll, you know, change the badge. A new owner builds a new stadium, wants a nice new badge stuck on the side of it. And I think that is really what irritates fans, and that's what triggers mm. their campaigns. Mm. Now, actually, there's much more consultation involved. Fa clubs have learned their lesson to a degree. Certainly with QPR in recent times, they made a bit of a boo-boo. They wanted to be a boutique club. They did a nice fancy ornate badge. But in recent times, you went through a consultation again with the fans and let them vote for the for the badge that they yeah. wanted. And really, it's back to what it was in the in the eighties, and it's back to what we think as yeah. The I think QPR that's what badge. fans would always vote for, mm. won't they? Yeah, they probably will. Yeah. It's interesting that even mm. if they've not grown up with it, they will go. They will go with tradition, won't they? They want to see that it's not just some marketing tool, that it's not a branding expert who's come in and said, that's what your badge should look like. I mean, you mentioned managers, and you, you talk in the book about people like Brian Clough and Malcolm yeah, Allison. absolutely. Who kind of rebranded the badge, but they were kind of loved and trusted managers. So the fans, maybe to an extent, went with it, but it's different when a sort of branding company comes in and does it because it feels like... You know, they've, they've got no, they've got nothing invested in the well, club. They always mess with the colours, and that is a big controversy. Yeah. Yes, when you put yeah, yeah. Different colour, like yeah. Chelsea, they want to put red into the badge, and I, I gather that didn't go down particularly right, well. Right, okay. Yeah, and I think even now when clubs have two or three, four kits or whatever, so I think at the weekend, I forgot which team it was, but their away kit is now pink, mm. so they changed the badge to be pink so that it's colour-coordinated with their kit, which personally I think looks slightly odd <laughs> when you've seen, used to seeing the badge yeah. and your club colours, mm. but because of the... You're right, the agencies involved, the, the kit manufacturers probably think that... The, from a from a colour coding point of view, they just change the badge to suit the kit. I'm going to say you've documented over the years fans that have won kind of competitions. Yes, yes, to uh, yeah. to choose the club badge. You've yeah. kind of often they've been yeah. sort of, most of the time they've often been designers or people in that line of work. But yeah. they are proper fans. And will fans put up with that if they think it's been done by one of their own? Does it generally go down well? I think so. I think that the if a club offers that up, you know, to fans, at least they're 
it's there, isn't it? So whoever wants to get involved and has have a go, by all means. And actually, some of those badges um, back in the early 70s when clubs realised that they weren't allowed to use their town crest anymore because mm. they didn't own that. So they wanted their own badge to stick on, you know, duvet covers and mugs and, and own that badge from a, from a marketing point of view. Then they opened it up. There's a lot of competitions. And a club like Forest have had this beautiful badge designed back in the early 70s and the prize money for that was £25. So that, 55 pence a season a since then. <laughs> yeah. So now when we talk about big branding agencies and it they cost happens. millions yeah, to exactly. tweak this or tweak that, yeah. go back 40 years and Norwich, Ipswich, all them clubs, it was all from fans' competitions, yeah. You make, you, I was going to just say, you make a really good point because that's one of the reasons why clubs do change the badges because they didn't care who effectively owned the copyright no. of a badge years ago. Yeah. And someone, get, as you said, has still got a piece of it. And if they yeah. want to own it outright and they want to sort of... Um, exploit it um, to their own end or for the club's end then they need to own the copyright so that's often why it happens these days yeah absolutely and they might they might um talk to the to the borough or the town actually and and negotiate and come to some sort of deal about what they can if they're allowed to use the badge hmm. if not they'll tweak it so that it's just far enough away from the town or city coat of arms and again there's really good examples in the book there's five or six clubs which literally have taken the town coat of arms and to differentiate it from them is literally stick a football on it <laughs> so um, and that's enough. there's some that, yeah. that and that's that to them that's enough you know so so that again is a, another quirk of these whole series of badges with wow. a very traditional looking town crest and kind of two dragons playing keep you up is alongside each other you know just to kind of uh, bring it in line i was going to ask you is is that the origin of the badge the heraldic coat of arms is that how it originally started i mean if we go all the way back to when football started the original shirts did they have badges on well 1872 the first ever uh, world the first ever international football match england against scotland both england had the three lions that day mm. embroidered on their shirts and scotland had the, the lion rampant as well so that was the first time that those the clubs had officially played each other it was the world's first international and you had badges then and even back then some clubs did have the symbol on their shirts and a lot of that actually goes, some of that goes back to public schools, to rugby school who had a symbol for each house. So they had uh, they had thistles or they had uh, lines or crosses as a symbol of the house. Mm. And if, a, if somebody was going to start up a football club, they're looking for a symbol. Uh, a Maltese cross, for example, was popular in Victorian times because of the Victoria cross or anything that was in fashion. Yeah, yeah. Kind of pick up on, and that's kind of how some of those were uh, started life. There's stuff you can't move, isn't there? You can tweak a badge, but you know you, you can't take a liver bird off a Liverpool badge. And there's no. certain things you can, you probably. Can, I mean, having said you've you've done a whole chapter on West Ham and the evolution of of that badge. Yes. And there obviously yeah. there's a lot of people very upset. Uh, when they made that change, that sort of uh, Berlin Castle went, yeah, yeah. and it's just now the kind of cross, the cross hammers, cross isn't it? hammers, yeah. Um, but the the bowling castle wasn't there, you know, back in the day. It was, you know, it was the the cross hammers, and then the bowling castle kind of made its way on in the fifties, then the sixties, and you get used to it. And I think because of the move to the stadium, it was seen to be the right time to to lose it. 
funnily enough, when they introduced London onto the badge, that again caused a bit of a stir because, you know, who were they to kind of own mm. the word London? Yeah. But uh, funnily enough, what we picked up and we have in the book is the, the West Ham Speedway team from the 1960s had London, West Ham London, wow. emblazoned on their race jackets with the crossed you know, with the crossed hammer, so very much, very similar. We make that comparison, very similar to what you see West Ham wearing today. We got it in the London Stadium. So yeah, that's I suppose. So they would argue. Yeah. We got a triv question uh, for the listeners. They've got to have about five seconds to answer it. <laughs> uh, in the publicity for the book, uh, Martin asks, which member of the Are You Being Served sitcom mm. cast designed the badge uh, for the club which they were president? So five seconds will give you. Well, let's find out if you're right, Martin. Who was it? Who was the who was the member of the Are You Being Served? It wasn't cast? Mrs. Slocum. Little, no, it wasn't. Little pussy. It wasn't Mrs. It <laughs> was. I, I don't think it was. No. She was definitely like on the shortlist. <laughs> was it John Inman? No. Okay. It was a guy called Arthur English. Oh, who was of course. Yeah. Who oh, was yeah. kind of uh, he was president of uh, Aldershot, and we have the newspaper cutting of him when he was uh, presenting his badge, and he really did design it and paint it. You know, so when you say these chairman or, or mm. whoever have have influenced the badge he definitely did did uh, have a big impact and actually crafted it himself yeah fantastic well it's a cracking book we loved yeah, it it's it so good you can mm. come in and talk about it. we do recommend it as we said it's, it's beautifully illustrated but it's informative as well some great stories some uh, some great research gone into it and i'm sure all, all fans will love it so uh, yeah good to see you Mark. thanks very good. much for thank coming you, in thank you there we are, that was this afternoon show. The club is now going to watch Kings Langley versus Lewis. They did tweet us later on in the show nice. and say, Andy, there'll be a pie and a pint waiting for him when he gets there. They look forward to seeing him. So what a lovely, lovely, what a lovely love, thing to do. Lovely gesture. Yeah. OK, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. Uh, rugby's uh, Matt Dawson, Clips of the Week, Martin Kellner, uh, and more besides. Have a great evening till then. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>